0: So, uh, Michael Kelly is our guest today. He's the Chief Operating Officer of College Football Playoffs, and uh, Michael has a deep, deep history um, in sports, um, on the college side, Super Bowl host committee, on the conference side, and then this huge, huge platform that you're on right now. now. Um, like I said, Michael, we got a great picture of you that all the viewers will see in your, in your blue suit. Um, I'm sure... It was like Larry uh, Culpepper right there trying to get in the picture with you.
1: That was uh, before Larry was born. He was uh, uh, he came out of the creative minds of Dr. Pepper a few months after that picture was taken.
0: <laughs> Where did they ever find that guy? He's awesome.
1: Oh, he's great. They've really done a great job uh, bringing that character to life. Uh, they they had a casting call. They had a, their agency was able to uh, uh, think of the you know the character in their minds and then how it could kind of go in a lot of different directions and. Did the casting call, and uh, this gentleman, uh, you know, came out the winner. He had, you know, various uh, different experiences with commercials and uh, I think some miniseries and things of that nature, and this, this just seemed to really suit his personality, and he's taken that character to, to a huge level over two seasons. So yeah, this past year at the championship weekend in Arizona, he was he was undoubtedly one of the more popular people in town at every party or event that he went to. he was He was in high demand for various pictures with everybody.
0: Does it does he come out of character, or he just stays in character the whole time?
1: I've only seen him in character, so every time he's looking like Larry, he's definitely in character and does it really
0: well. <laughs> oh man, did they they hit um, they hit a home run on that casting with that guy?
1: <laughs> they did. He's he's done a great job with it, and you know, you never uh, seem to please everybody. With uh, it's hard to ever please everybody, but I've gotten so much positive feedback about what Doctor Pepper has done with. With having that whole campaign, so I hope it continues for a while, and I would suspect that it will.
0: Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Well, well, so let's step back a little bit because um, I can talk about Larry Culpepper all day. Actually, I think the guy's a riot. I want him to. <laughs> I want him to show up at one of like my birthday party. I think.
1: Hey, I'm just call call the good folks up in Plano for Dr. Pepper. They might be able to make it <laughs> happen.
0: Hey, yeah. what well, is um. So let's talk about you know how you started in the business, where you're from, you know, kind of right out of college. You know, what what was the process you took to really decide, hey, this is something I want to do?
1: Well, sure. Well, I grew up in the D.C. area and went to uh, St. John's High School. I was a good student and, and a reasonably good basketball player for a very good uh, program in the D.C. area, and, and I enjoyed that very much. And uh, after through that, I, I wasn't really thinking about sports careers then. I was thinking about maybe. Uh, uh, being uh, becoming a lawyer, uh, I went to Wake Forest. I, I didn't play at that level, but uh, stayed involved a little bit with the athletic department. I volunteered in, the athletic development office a little bit, and uh, and studied a lot. And then by the time I got to the end of my uh, undergraduate career, I started looking at different jobs, and I still had such a passion and, and love for sports, and and just decided that uh, uh, you know I had to learn more about how how to get you know jobs in that. And that that at that time. Back 20 years ago, and this was 1992. There, there weren't the proliferation of, of uh, sports management programs and a lot of ways to get into the industry. Like I, there seems to maybe be an overload of such now. Um, so there was, you know, I remember three or four or five uh, recommended programs that I could look at for graduate school that could probably help me try to get the foot in the door. And uh, I ultimately selected Saint Thomas University down in Miami because I, I felt my academic background was was really strong, but I had very minimal experience, and at the time, South Florida was in a boom as it relates to sports, with the Florida Marlins starting up, and not too far after that, the Panthers, and obviously the Dolphins and the Canes, and everything else. So, I, and not to mention, I would, as a 23-year-old, I was looking forward to maybe some nice weather uh, to 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 enjoy. So, ultimately, I, on January 1st of 1993, I put everything I owned uh, in my uh, uh, on the cord that I had at the time, and drove from D.C. down to uh, down to Miami. And even before I moved into an apartment with, a, with someone that was kind enough to let me in for a while, I went straight to uh, what was then Joe Robbie Stadium because the Marlins were getting ready to have their first year. And I asked through any jobs, and they were they uh, had a kind of a telemarketing ticket sales job that was uh, in, in essence a closet to the stadium, and I started doing it and. And uh, it started a twenty-year train that has got us to where we are today. So it was a lot of, a lot of fun to get started, and it led to a lot of different jobs. I'm sure we'll talk about it over the course of this conversation.
0: So was, was ticket sales one of your first jobs that you had to do?
1: <laughs> it was my very first one. So for the first two or three months during my time in uh, South Florida, uh, the other good thing about St. Thomas was that the, all the classwork was in the evening, so you were all, all the students are and I believe still are able to work and volunteer and intern to get practical experience. And so I did that for a couple of months, got to meet people within the organization, and they actually started seeking and searching for interns for the actual school year, for the actual baseball season. And so I actually switched it, even though I got paid a little bit more uh, to do the ticket sales and the hourly wages and that sort of thing, and, and ended up taking a, uh internship in communications and uh and marketing uh, for for the marlins for that Argo year and and that was just a, an awesome awesome experience to be with an inaugural franchise it's all the excitement that was there at the time and you know learning from a lot of young professionals that were running that organization but also looking at that and, and having it, and watching them do that uh from scratch and so in, in some ways coming full circle 20 years later as the college football playoff was getting started it was kind of fun to say hey, I, I did kind of remember back when people were starting things for the first yeah. time you know, with the Marlins and and things that he uh, kind of picked up on, so it was kind of it kind of neat for me to go this full twenty year cycle to uh, to come to where I
0: am now on this project. You know, it's it's just so interesting because we always talk about, you know, especially when you're working for a team, you know, you gotta you gotta be able to start and learn how to sell tickets. It seems, like yeah,
1: no question no question being able to sell anything and that it was important going on. So it was ticket sales and then I got a little experience in ticket operations as well. And then to kind of touch the uh, external side of things with, you know, game notes, PR, you know, nuts and bolts, sports information type stuff. And then also kind of touching the different promotions and executing promotions on the field and, and everything that was happening with that. So for me, it was, Kind of twenty-hour days, even at that young age, I was doing, uh, like I said, all those things I said by day. Then you were kind of taking care of the national anthem singer and executing promotions on the field during the game. Two or three nights a week, I'd go to class for graduate school and then kind of rush back to the team when that was over. And uh, you know, doing that for eighty-one home dates, it was, uh, uh, it was just so it was so exciting, and I I loved every second of it. Did you so much to the point? So much to the point. I remember, I remember having a paper due after I came back from a, uh, uh, an early August of 1993, I had a paper due at night, <laughs> uh, hmm. but it was after a game after that I went and remember writing the paper. and I fell asleep around two o'clock in the morning and I overslept because I was supposed to be taking my flight at uh, about 6am to fly to my wedding actually in North Carolina. <laughs> and I missed it. I, I fell asleep and my friend called and said, Hey, you know, aren't you supposed to be at my house? So we can go to the airport. And I, I uh, fortunately, uh, I think it was Delta took great care of me and got me on the next flight, next flight out of there. So it was a good thing. But, uh, but yeah, it was a exhausting but exhilarating experience to to start off with, and I'll never forget it. And can't appreciate those people enough to give me a chance.
0: She would never have let you down if you, you know. I was uh,
1: I was so impressed with how calm she was. I
0: <laughs> well, that's a good, that's a good indication, buddy. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So so you got, did you, did you feel like, Hey, you know, this, I know I could carve a career out of this and let me see how, where this takes me.
1: Well, that's what gave me the love for it. And I knew that, uh, but what it also showed me was just how hard you had to work and how many different kinds of jobs there were. And I certainly wasn't sure which one I wanted to, you know, to necessarily run into, but again, you're, you're still an intern. You're at the grass level, grassroots level. And, you know, you know, you had to keep making progressions and, you know, my next job after that is I in my first full-time job, well, I switched to another internship that what was then the CarQuest Bowl, uh, played in the same building, but uh, kind of housed up in the Fort Lauderdale area, and, uh, and I just kind of switched kind of a uh, lateral move since it was internship to internship, but I always thought I might have a little bit more desire to be in the college sports ranks, and to kind of make that switch over, I thought that was logical, and you know, I got to, you know, learn how well into a bowl game and all the different events and activities they run throughout the year. And, you know, also when it came to game time, working with college teams on their operations and, and things of that nature were, you know, were exciting to me and it gave me a chance to make some more contacts in the college level. And then it just so happened by being an intern there in the right place at the right time, someone moved on and they gave me a chance then to kind of have that first full time entry level job uh, when I was at. At the Carquest Bowl, so that's really what kind of launched it and kind of helped uh, a lot of great uh, opportunities from there.
0: Did you have uh, any tours at that point in your career? You know, just being fresh out of it.
1: But... Say, say it again, Ralph. What did you said?
0: Did you have any? Were there, were there any mentors that you really looked up to with the Marlins and with the with the Carquest Bowl that you know you latched onto guys that would give you advice and open up doors for you?
1: Oh, I've, I've had so many throughout my entire career, but even in those early days, uh gentleman, Chuck Poole, was uh, was kind of the PR director there, and he's now the SID down at Rice, so I've been able to keep in touch with him, uh, you know, over the course of time, so he kind of gave me a chance, a gentleman by the name of Mark Geddes that helped me a lot then, and he, he went on to kind of start uh, you know, different companies in the digital uh, uh, landscape, and so he's always been a great friend and mentor. And ironically, the vice president that I reported up through is uh, a gentleman by the name of Dean Jordan, and and uh, he uh, is, is now works for Wasserman Media Group. He's been a president of a couple of NHL squa- uh, squads, and he and I have kept in touch. And he even has gone on to, you know, eventually became a consultant for the ACC and even for us at the CFP here for, for some television rights. And so being able to work with him full circle has been a, a real, uh, you know, real pleasure. So those those are some mentors back in those early days. and Again, many, many more on the various stops along the way since then.
0: All right. So when did you? So what? What did you do? Where did you make the jump after um, the Carquest Bowl? Uh, from there, it was
1: an awesome chance that I had a chance to go back to my alma mater. I went to Wake Forest as a director of athletic operations and facilities, and that gave me a chance to, uh, uh, you know, it was a very uh, hard job, probably still amongst the most labor-intensive jobs I've ever had because you never get a day off in, in that position. That's why I love the. Operations folks on 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 various athletic campuses. They, you know, you're serving somewhere between ten and twenty-five sports, probably in some cases, and helping their coaches, helping their programs, setting up practice sites, running the games, running their various postseason tournaments. It's just an awesome, awesome job to learn the whole business um, and the whole. You kind of become a heartbeat of the athletic department because everyone works through you, and and it's really exciting to do that. But that was also the time and a chance to go back to alma mater was a time when uh tim duncan was was there and the whole program was uh really at a at a high point and it was just a really exciting couple couple years for, for me and again it, it really kind of the hard work and what i learned from coaches and being in, in a, on an athletic campus it um, it gave me a chance for both conference and NCA level events when we were hosting them to kind of run them and and that's where i really got the itch and, uh, to to run major events and then also to uh and just realized I was, I felt I was pretty good at it. And it just was a, something I really enjoyed. Is that, is that when you, uh, is that when you
0: went down to the uh, Super Bowl host committee?
1: Well, you know, after Wake Forest for a few years and, and it was really the NCAA, we were hosting the NCAA first and second rounds in 97. I think at the time I was the youngest uh, tournament manager that, that they'd ever had, uh, that the NCAA had ever, ever had there. have, have been some younger since, but uh uh, Dean Smith, I remember actually breaking the all-time uh, victories record at the time uh, in that tournament. And it was just a really exciting time to, to be there. And it's funny, people wonder how you get jobs, and certainly my connections and network has have helped as time has gone by. But in, in the next case, there was an ad in the NCA News for the executive director of the 1999 Final Four in in St. Petersburg, and I had never been to the Tampa St. Pete area ever in my life. Yeah. I thought, hey, just just by the experience that I've had, maybe maybe I'd get a chance, or at least get an interview and, and learn some more things. And so I applied, and lo and behold, I got that opportunity. And and really, it was just, I think the re- big part of it was that I, I had some experience, but it was only a one-year job in essence, 14 months.
0: Yeah, and you know, a
1: lot a lot of people aren't willing to take that risk for. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I guess it was a little risky to leave my alma mater in a job that I liked a great deal, but uh, you know, I. Advice I got from people and, and some of my mentors there at Wake Forest kind of said, you know what, you, you would kick yourself if you if you pass this opportunity. You just don't know where it could, you know where it could lead. And and uh, I'm grateful for the advice, but uh, in particular, uh, Ron Wellman, who's still the athletic director there, and, and Dave Odom, who was the basketball coach at the time, and <clears throat> Jim Caldwell was the football coach at the time at Wake Forest. And all three of them uh, were very encouraging for me to that take that opportunity and gave me some gave me kind of extra boost of confidence to, to give it a shot. So I did that, went down with the, again, knowing it was still involved in college and helped progress my career, and it, it did, because actually the University of South Florida was the host institution of that, of that effort, and I was probably about ready to go take a job at the University of South Florida after the Final Four, and then lo and behold, the Super Bowl was in the Tampa market about ten years after that game was over, and even though it was getting me off a of college track, I just uh, when some of the civic leaders that were on that board said, "Hey, why don't you? Uh, would you be interested in this?" And I, again, it was just one of those things I just would never you know pass up, and just knew it was another great opportunity not only to learn and to network, but to be a part of you know the largest the largest sporting event on American soil, and to uh, and to just meet and learn things, how the NFL does things, and the and, and the living in an area that I really liked at the time, so. Kind of put the college uh, career on hold and got got involved in the uh, NFL uh, system for a little bit. So, kind of, the 2001 Super Bowl in Tampa featured the Ravens and the and the Giants, and the, the games that went into that was was a lot of fun. We we put on a lot of huge events surrounding it for the general public. We actually moved Gasparilla, which is a huge festival in Tampa, takes nice. place normally in February, and moved it to Super Bowl weekend. <laughs> so it was uh, an amazing scene, certainly. Uh, huge crowds that uh, a lot of people enjoy and and kind of a Super Bowl that people won't forget for that reason. And then obviously the game itself uh, went off very well and it was just a good experience for Tampa and good for, you know, good, good for me in that, in that regard. (laughs) And then after that was over, I did end up going into a, I did end up getting a job opportunity at the university of South Florida. Um, Paul Griffin was the athletic director at the time and kind of, started the process and was my boss, during, you know, during the Final Four time frame, <clears throat> and then, um, you know, kind of got me uh, an opportunity there, and when he ended up moving on from the university, Leroy Selman, uh, you know, took over the reins there and, and had me kind of boosted to kind of his right hand for all things external, so everything from fundraising, development, ticket sales, marketing, and, uh, you know, sports information was all kind of in my realm of things at, at a time when we were just building up uh, football and ultimately transitioning to D1 football. So it was a great and exciting time to, again, seem somewhat of a theme now that I'm talking to you about it, but kind of start a program from scratch, so to speak. <laughs> and uh, so that was a lot of uh, a lot of fun in that regard. Yeah, but to your Super Bowl theme there, what happened from there is after I was there for about two years or almost two years, the uh, Jacksonville community had – had already had a director for their Super Bowl, and uh, he decided to run for mayor. And so the people, Pacific leaders there, decided to uh, you know, see if I was interested in there. And made a very compelling offer. And next thing I knew, we were up in uh, Jacksonville trying to run our uh, you know, second Super Bowl. So that was a, a you know fun, a fun thing to do as well.
0: Which one? So what's what was your big difference, or did you have like that aha moment when you're sitting there coming from the college side of it? Now you're working with the NFL, big corporation. Was there a big, was there a, just a big learning curve for you? Or you felt like the blocking and tackling was the same, just the, the, the numbers, the zeros were a little bit different?
1: You know, looking back now, I, I, I didn't know what I didn't know. And yeah. I took a very uh, humble and, and hardworking approach to it. And uh, uh, didn't act like I knew it all because I knew I didn't. But yeah. at the same token, uh I did find that it was still doing the basics of what I had learned through all my job, but yes, to your point, it just became that much, that many more, uh, you know, layers on the onion, so to speak. It just kind of kept growing, so it was just kind of, you know, ex- extending it, getting more people involved, and it kind of just taught me how to, you know, manage major projects and get more people involved. Right. So, so I never felt overwhelmed. I was probably too naive to get feel that way, but <laughs> I was just very, I was just very fortunate that people were kind to me and 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 uh, willing to give me a chance. And I think just as long as I was working hard and trying to uh, be conscientious, uh, people respected that, and and it continued to to serve me well.
0: Yeah, man, that's that's a good lesson. I know a lot of guys when you go in and you try to take over, and sometimes it's better just to. Be- sure. Mouth closed and your ears open, and then you know, Nike can be a pretty too rally.
1: <laughs> you're exactly right. I was yeah. what 31 years old, going into a chance to be a lead, you know, local executive for you know, the biggest show in our in our country. So I, you know, what I'm I'm there to learn from the NFL people. They're the best at what they do, and it was just great to uh, kind of be their local arms and eyes and ears, and help them execute as best they could.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. And, so you crisscross, you crisscross the Florida. You get, you go over to Jacksonville, and uh, after after that, after that one with the was that the was that the Super Bowl with the cruise ship?
1: It absolutely was. Jacksonville yeah. uh, is a, has a has the fewest amount of hotel rooms in there in their marketplace, uh, so you needed to fulfill the bid obligations, and even though I didn't put the bid together there, I certainly had an obligation to, uh, and responsibility to execute it, and so we had to bring in about 8,000 rooms' worth of, of sleeping rooms by cruise ships into the St. John's River, and uh, there wasn't a whole lot that had been done on that before I got there, so I I got a crash course on the uh, cruise ship industry, and, and, and basically, uh, we basically had to figure out a way to finance and bring in. Uh, ultimately six or seven cruise ships, get them parked, get them docked. 9-11 had happened between the time the bid had awarded and when that came about. So you had to build all the infrastructure and security infrastructure at the ports and the different places you could dock the ships. And then ultimately become a hotel operator because the cruise ships were basically, we had to buy them out, bring them them in. And and, uh, in essence, they still ran it really well with all their services on board, but we basically kind of had to resell it instead of a Full cruise, you're basically selling them like we normally would a hotel at X number of uh, rooms per night, and that's you know dollars per night and that sort of thing. So it was a huge and major undertaking. It was uh, uh, you know for a small market, you know, no question the cruise ship stuff was a challenge. But for some of the ships, it was offered a very unique and awesome opportunity to be right close to the to the stadium. In some cases they were further out. But long story short, it worked. It wasn't by ideal by any means. It was a it was a challenge, and certainly not something that, that that was for everybody. But to make it work and to make it happen, uh, it uh, it was it was still very uh, you know it was still very rewarding to go through it. Yeah. And I think the difference of it, once again, it was the people of Jacksonville. Uh, the city was committed to it. Everyone pitched in. The ports authorities made it happen. The law enforcement did. And of all the places I've worked, probably, and they've all been pretty darn good. Uh, the people there and the volunteerism and the excitement. They, the excitement they had for that event was uh, was great. I, I really don't know if I've ever felt the community be as as proud as I think they were, and it and it showed, and at least made it they made it, it made it happen. Uh, so that was a you know it was a challenge, huge challenge, but a very rewarding experience to go through that Super Bowl in Jacksonville.
0: You know, i I look, I look at Jacksonville when, when I was working with the NFL. I did a lot of events there, and to me, Jacksonville always kind of was the always seemed like the You know they don't get the respect they deserve, and they're still a very, to me, being a northeast guy, they still seem like a very, very southern city. You know,
1: no, there's no question. The state of Florida is inverted in that case. You've got a lot more northerners in the south, and you have a lot more southerners in the north. But it was, uh, 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 they still drank sweet tea, and it was a very nice community, and I, I enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, well. I, I look at uh, I, I say that because you know Miami and Orlando and Tampa don't seem like a you know it's there's more Northerners there but Jacksonville was always people still had Southern accents there and I, I always appreciated that. So yeah, I
1: sure did. Great place yeah. to live, and the uh, you know it's a great. It really is a
0: wonderful community. So I wonder. What, were you part of the, pro- I mean, was the cruise ship, and I I don't want to, you know, I don't mean to go back to that, but I just I just thought it was like, that. that is such a brilliant, you know, solution. And was that already solved before you got there?
1: Yeah, that was a big cornerstone and the necessity of the bid that I wasn't a part of the formation of it. I came more on the execution side, but I think the credit of it mostly goes to uh, Wayne Weaver, who was the owner of the club at the time, and to uh, mm-hmm. the two co-chairs that we had, Peter Rummel and, uh and Tom Petway were really the brain trust behind it, and in getting that uh, getting that together. So they were they had a the great idea. They knew that was the only way they could make it happen. And at the end of the day, they uh, they uh, galvanized the community to to make it happen. Uh, the credit goes to those three for using their connections and their resources and their talents to uh, to pull it off. And it really was cool. I mean, we were literally the main showcase bridge in downtown Jacksonville was the Main Street Bridge, and uh, normally a pretty major thoroughfare for vehicular traffic. <clears throat> we closed the town and basically made about a two-mile riverfront festival that had both the north bank and the south bank. And people would just actually use the uh, Main Street Bridge as a, a pedestrian thoroughfare to, uh, for, you know, for the masses that were downtown. And you know, we put stages all over the place on the banks, and it uh, it, it just really came alive in a in a really powerful way. And the uh, and the three bridges that kind of run through downtown Jacksonville were all. You know, we did uh, you know huge firework displays at the end of the concerts each night and everything, and it it just came off really
0: well. There's something to be said about those small size markets with the Super Bowl. It just it, it it's so much of a different feel than you know than when you go to New York or uh, you know I've been to, I've been to about seven or eight of them working and you know New Orleans is probably my favorite, but I would assume Jacksonville had that same type of feeling.
1: Yeah, they're they're all great in their own right. The NFL makes everything successful, but uh, yeah, I love I love when the events move to different cities. You have to adjust the plan. You get to get people excited about it, and the community gets you know, so proud and gets a chance to showcase the best of their community. So that's what I love about all these different events I've had a chance to work on so far.
0: Awesome. So then you after uh, Jacksonville is that where you moseyed up to uh, the ACC?
1: Nope. I went for the trifecta and had a chance to kind of return back to South Florida and had a chance to run one more Super Bowl committee. So I was the only person that's run three different ones in three different cities. So I moved down to South Florida and was the Super Bowl president for the 2007 Super Bowl when when Coach Dungey and Peyton Manning won for the Colts against the Bears down there. And the only Super Bowl that's ever rained. So we kept saying it would never never rained in South Florida and lo and behold we had a rainy day but it was all a part of the uh, it was all a part of the contract with Prince to make sure purple rain was an authentic uh, (laughs) setting at halftime
0: (laughs) I remember that
1: yeah that's right it's perfect for that it was
0: perfect you're such a great operations guy how did you get it to the rain you know
1: (laughs) it was it was good fun unfortunately it was really unfortunate that it rained because that made a lot of people in Carmel, but it was a great game and and, and the week leading into, the days leading into it, it was uh, uh, South Florida got to showcase it all. We had a great uh, a great setup down in South Beach, uh, you know, all along Ocean Drive and along Loomis Park and on the beachfront itself. So people had a great time. And ultimately, uh, you know, the game day you know came off came off fine, but just uh, it's still a little bit of a footnote to be the only only Super Bowl out of 50 that
0: had had full rainy weather during during the game. So. <laughs> That's right. I man. Yeah, that's unbelievable. You get the
1: trifecta. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that was fun. So a chance to do the, all three of those in a Final Four and then the various stops along the way. You know, two college campuses. That by that point, one on the internal side, one on the external side, three Super Bowl host committees, one Final Four. Uh, so, again, by this point, I just felt uh, very fortunate and blessed to, uh, uh, to, to, to have so many different experiences and to have uh, – you know, the beauty of event management, to me at least, mega event management, is you you get to learn how so many people uh, operate, learn how to help them, and, and kind of become a you know proficient in many many things as opposed to just an expert in
0: one. Right. Well, and 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 how old were you? I mean, you were still in your early thirties at by this time. Uh,
1: I was thirty six when that last one went off. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so so I, I left. Uh, at that, at that point, and then to your point, then that at, that that summer is when I moved to uh, Greensboro and uh, went to the uh, ACC office. I was grateful, you know, all those jobs I spoke of, with the exception of the two universities, were great experiences. But again, they would always have a definitive end date, you know, whether it's one to two to three years of ramp up time and execution, and then those host committees tend to disintegrate since you don't have an event like right after it, so to find a chance that by that point I, I felt, all right, been nomadic long enough and, and, you know, we had young children that were, uh, you know, deserved a chance to uh, have a more stabilized home and, and that sort of thing. And when the opportunity came with commissioner Swafford and the ACC, it was a, a perfect fit for us at the time. Um, I started off primarily just working with him on the football side was my main reasons for, for coming. They were uh, just starting up a conference championship game and they were, uh, you know, had never really had someone that was totally focused just on the sport of football as a, as a whole, so they had other responsibilities as well. So at first, he gave me that opportunity to kind of grow this football championship game and to to run the, the football office, which was a great opportunity, and loved that. And as the years went by, as we worked together, once the television negotiation time came up, he was kind enough to get me involved in that and <clears throat> gave me a chance to. Uh, uh, and then ultimately have all the broadcasting aspects under my uh, under my supervision as well as uh, all the communications and, and marketing aspects of it for a while as well. So by the time I, I left, it was the broadcasting communications and football side of the uh, conference office that I was able to work with and, and supervise. And so it was a great <clears throat> ability to grow over the course of that six and a half years. And I'm very grateful for, uh, for my time there. And probably the most relevant thing to... Uh, what's kind of occurred now is that two times during that stretch, Commissioner Swafford was the chairman of the BCS. When at that time, when it would rotate uh, the commissioners, some of their staff would get involved to to help, basically, um, uh, you know, help support him as he you know kind of took all that extra work himself during that uh, that year with the different conferences and managing the games and that sort of thing. <clears throat> and so that gave me a chance to meet the other. You know the other commissioners, the various bowl games that were involved in the BCS, and it kind of just helped. Uh, and then as the system ended up changing over the course of six and a half years, once they decided they were going to form the college football playoff, there was a national search, and I was aware—you know—I was aware of the opportunity of their chief operating officer and you know, applied for it and got it. But I know the combination of the Super Bowls, the Final Four, and then certainly working in a conference office and at a couple of different institutions seemed to give the commissioners a comfort level of the right ingredients of what they were looking for for this, you know, to run the, the event side of this college football playoff. So, and it, it obviously I would not, I should have always been saying, you know, the chance that this Bill Hancock was already on board with the BCS administration's side to kind of run it day-to-day, to, day to day, <clears throat> you know, that that certainly helps too that, I, that I've known Bill for a long time. And so a combination of getting familiar with the different conference offices and, the, and, and Bill. What this new opportunity and this new enterprise came about was how I landed where I, where I am today.
0: You know, all the things that you learned along the way is just kind of got you to where, you know, you're sitting there very, you know, in a, in a spot where you nothing surprises you anymore, or are you still, is it still the event business is the event business?
1: Oh, it's the event business. There's something new and, and something that pops up every year. and You learn how, you know, in this job, you, you learn how, team needs grow and how they change and that and, uh, with this job it's been so exciting because you, you truly are as I have talked about a couple times during the conversation to learn and have the ability to help create something from scratch has been you know remarkable we didn't even have an office so we, Bill and I went and found an office and you have to build the staff from scratch so we, I wrote up the job descriptions and we developed the staff we hired the staff we uh develop the RFPs to determine which bowls we work with. We determine the RFPs to uh figure out where we would host our championship games and it's a lot of work from scratch. We didn't have a logo, develop a logo, didn't have a trophy, develop a trophy, <laughs> market the trophy, uh work with ESPN to get sponsors on board and, and and again grow the whole enterprise that's kind of come to life over the past two and a half years. So it's been uh you know, from scratch to have literally nothing but know that what well, you've had at all these different places Has been fun, but again, when you think about you know going to an inaugural year franchise with the Florida Marlins, to going to in essence four different startup companies with a Final Four organization and three different Super Bowls committees, you kind of started that from scratch, and then they kind of uh, disintegrated, uh, and then the chance to in essence help bring the ACC football championship kind of up from scratch, and then now transition to uh, uh, to the CFP and have a chance to do the same thing. So it's been. It's been, uh, you know, you have to pitch yourself every now and then on the opportunities I've given in my 20-year career so far, and just be very grateful and and just realize that uh, I'm in a very fortunate place and very appreciative of the chance to do this every year.
0: Well, you know, I feel I feel like good things happen to good people, Michael, and, and you know, and it's it's not like uh, that just happened all by mistake for you, <laughs> you know. I don't- well, people
1: have given me a chance along the way. i
0: uh, yeah.
1: not taken that for granted. I've tried to work very hard. I've, as I said before, I think a whole key to pretty much success in anything is uh, is the work ethic and, and being conscientious. Um, I just can't say it enough. That's really what it comes down to to me. And then people giving you a chance to do it, and to you know, to think all the way back to the you know the Marlins and to the people at the, at the bowl game, and then you think of Ron Wellman and Dave Odom. And, Jim Caldwell and Bill Hancock and Jim Stieg and Frank Zapovitz of the NFL, Paul Griffin, Leroy Selman, um, you know, the great people in Jacksonville that I had a chance to work with, all the friends I have in South Florida, Commissioner Swafford all the ADs of the ACC, and now to, again, work with all the commissioners and Bill Hancock. I mean, all the people that have helped me have been... Uh, been amazing people that I would just even hope to meet when I was kind of growing up, and and see to have a chance to work uh, for them and with them has been uh,
0: just an awesome experience. Relationships matter so much in, in this business and any business, though, doesn't it?
1: Oh yeah, without question. I mean, uh, especially with all these things that have been somewhat new endeavors. Uh, uh, again, about having you know having so many different contacts and different disciplines and areas. You, you don't if you don't know. The answer inherently, you, you, you got to call out to people and say, "Hey, what, what what kind of advice would you give me for this, or what what do you think I should do?" And again, you never take any one person's thoughts all the time, but just to be able to call on different things on how to maybe go about things really really is helpful. So that advice I've gotten along the along the years to to not be afraid to reach out to people and get advice is a, is has been a huge help to me as well.
0: Well. You've always been very nice to me. So, you know, I, I've always appreciated that, Michael. You've given me a chance to come in and talk to you before and, and today. And so I appreciate that. And uh, I'm just rooting for you. I, I know someday you can be a commissioner of the L probably. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I, uh, that's the other ex- exciting thing about this industry too. You just never know what's around the corner. And, uh, you know, I look, again, I look look forward to, to whatever the future might might hold professionally, but it's been a, been a great ride so far, and I have uh, very few few regrets other than uh, maybe being a little bit more balanced and finding a little more time for my family. But uh, beyond that, it's been uh, appreciative of the, what they've allowed me to do, and mm. and uh, you know, and so many good people to work with along the way too on, on staffs and teammates. That uh, you know, when you think of all the people, you've really had a chance to work with
0: the best of the best. And <clears throat> Time will tell what the future will hold. Hey, it all started with you walking in and asking for a job, right? That's right.
1: Literally <laughs> packing everything in the Honda Accord and driving from D.C. to
0: Miami. <laughs> well, well, you and Larry Culpepper won't be taking a Honda Accord to Tampa. In, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I
1: can't wait to see Larry again in Tampa. It'll be a great, great activation. Uh, Tampa's going to be a good uh, a good CST uh, championship game. It's going to be a nice downtown Uh, Atmosphere Championship Festival and, it's you know, heck, heck, it'll be our first outdoor CFP National Championship game, so we're going to always have something new to to work with and and be challenged by, so it's going to be a nice nice weekend down in Tampa, there's no question about it, and having a chance to work with the Peach Bowl and the Fiesta Bowl for the semifinals for this year is going to be exciting as well. They're awfully excited. Peach Bowl's never had a chance to have that and and, and they're, uh, you know, they're fired up about it, so and yeah. then obviously we're fresh off, we're fresh off a good week in Arizona. So the Fiesta Bowl people were very helpful in that endeavor as well. So it'll be a great, uh, a great playoff once again.
0: Well, it's an awesome property. Awesome, awesome property. Many, many years in the making and, you know, and I'm just, I think anybody that's been in the football business or played it or been around it for a long time, it's, it's it was well overdue. And the great thing is you guys hit it out of the park, you know, and uh, so congratulations. I know uh it, you know, probably started off with a little rental, you know, office down there in Dallas, and looking at each other like, "What do we get ourselves into?" To what you guys have turned it into, it's incredible. So.
1: Well, it's been a a dream of many and and the work of many, but we're uh, we're excited about where we started and look forward to its uh, its evolution.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you, thank you again so much for your time and sharing your story with, you know, all the people that will be listening to this, and certainly college students and young professionals and Know that sometimes it just takes, you know, um, intelligence, hard work, and and being nice, and perseverance, you know, and and everything that you know, and high level of character, and everything that you stand for, Michael. So, congratulations again, and thank you so much for taking the time with us.
1: Thank you, Rob. My pleasure. Thank you. All right, man.
0: Well, we'll look forward to seeing you in Tampa.
1: All right. Appreciate All right.
0: It very much. See ya. Bye bye. Bye bye.